All right, this is it. My name's Jeff Kay, and you're listening to episode 280 of the world-famous West Virginia Surf Report podcast. Broadcasting once again from deep, deep underneath a nondescript home in suburban Pennsylvania. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks for listening and all that jazz. <laughs> Hope you're doing okay. I'm doing. I'm doing well. Thank you for inquiring. Much appreciated. I uh, today's Tuesday as I record this, and I'm I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a, you might find this hard to believe. I know it's out of character, but I'm a little stressed. I'm, I've got a lot of pressure. Today I have to go in. Today's the last day I work this week, and I got about a week's worth of week's week's worth of work. I got to cram into this one day. I don't see it working out too well, but uh, I don't know. I got a lot. There's a lot going on. I'm off Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I'm going to um, on Wednesday, which is tomorrow. I'm going to go to see the uh, Scranton Wilkesbury Rail Riders versus the Louisville Bats. Up here, just right down the interstate, you know, about halfway between Scranton and Wilkesbury, hence the name Scranton Wilkesbury. Well, you like pick two. I mean, why why two cities? I mean, the Minnesota Twins, they just called them the Twins, right? Because they couldn't pick. They just called it the state. You know what I'm saying? I don't get into all that. But anyway, it's uh, the Scranton Wilkesbury uh, Rail Riders is the the, uh, the the New York Yankees. God. It's the New York Yankees AAA team. Louisville Bats is the Cincinnati Reds AAA team. So I'm going to go up there tomorrow night, and I'm going to go see a game and um, see some future Reds maybe. They're they're here for six games. I was hoping to uh, go to a bunch of them, or a few of them, and it got all messed up because of, there's all kinds of restrictions on my job. I, gotta, I told my parents I want to go down... In July, the only time I can go is is literally the same time as these games are going on. So um, I'm going to go to one game. That's a compromise, and then I'm going to go to West Virginia on Thursday. Last week I mentioned in mentioned in the last episode over on the Patreon site. Last week I was in my boss's office, and she was like, "And you're off uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday next week." I said, "What? What? Where? Why? What? Do you know something I don't know?" <laughs> She goes. That's. She goes. You're all, you're scheduled off. You got vacation days scheduled in. I said I do. For what reason? She goes. Weren't you going to go see your parents or something? I'm like, oh, seriously? How'd that come around so fast? So I'm not really prepared. I'm not mentally prepared. That kind of threw me for a loop. Caught me off guard. So anyway, this whole thing. This whole thing with the baseball games. A little irritating. It's, there's so many dis- there's so many restrictions. You know, there's all kinds of crap going on all the time at my job. You can't just take time off. You gotta run it through a schematic. You, you know, you gotta you gotta cross reference in a pivot table. You know, to see if it's okay to take the. Oh. So anyway, I'm gonna go to a, a compromise. I'm gonna go to one game on Wednesday to see some future Reds. You know. Here in town, and then I'm going to go on Thursday morning to West Virginia, 
and see my folks. And um, and I might try to squeeze in another trip right before they go back to Florida. But my dad says they're leaving in October. <sighs> I don't know. The thing keeps getting pushed back. And I mean, they used to wait until after Christmas. Now they and then they and then it was like after Thanksgiving. As soon as Thanksgiving was over, they'd head on down to FLA. And now it's just uh, you know I don't know. It'll be September soon. You know, next year will probably be September. I mean, late September. It's like, okay. But anyway, so the, the, the summer gets squeezed, you know, and it's a long-ass drive. It's a very, very long drive. I mean, excruciating, right? I mean, it takes all day. It's like going to Myrtle Beach. So anyway, I'm going to be going to, uh, that's my plans. And I got a lot of work to do, hanging over my head at work and, um, you know, I'm under stress. I'm under I'm under duress. My um I I I I titled the last episode All Our Travel Plans Make Me Nervous and it's true. You know, I don't want to go through them again, but I got this this thing's making me nervous because I feel like it's not it's not planned. I have to get an oil change tomorrow. I don't know, I need oil I need an oil change. I'm gonna have to cram that in. I feel like it's not planned right. It's just like I didn't have enough time or I didn't take enough time. Anyway, and then and we have this, this weird trip that Tony added in. Uh, you know, I, I told you the details in the last episode, but she, she wants to add a, a trip in. And we've hemmed and hauled and went back and forth on that deal, what we're going to do. I still don't know what we're going to do. And so that, that, was, um, that one's making me a little nervous. Because we had some ideas that were going to cost a lot of money. And then we have our trip to Flor- or, uh, Myrtle Beach coming up in October, which we need to get back on track, the traditional October trip to Myrtle Beach. That one doesn't really make me nervous. That one makes me excited, but it's so far in the future. I mean, that's so far out. Anyway, so that's what we're doing. That's what's happening. And speaking of Tony, she's on, a, believe it or not, she got called into federal jury duty, Right? And, of course, I said, huh, I used to go to school with a Jerry Duty. And she's, like, looking at me. So I like to, I like to always uh, come up with the people I went to high school with. <laughs> you know, fictional people. But anyway, she got called off to, she got called into Jerry Duty. She said there were 63 people there. She was there for, like, 11 hours yesterday. And they got, they ran them through the ringer, asking them questions here and there. And, um, and they were eliminating people. Turns out she's part of the 15. I guess they picked 12 plus three alternates. She's part of that pool. I don't know if she's part of the 12. I don't know. I haven't really had a chance to talk to her. But uh, she's selected, and it's going to be like a four-day trial, they said. I said, what's this trial all about? And she goes, I'm not supposed to talk about it. I said, here we go. Here we go. I said, you need to tell me everything about it. She goes, I'm not talking about it. I'm following the rules. So I don't, she wouldn't even tell me what it is. <sighs> like, what the? What is this, like, uh, doing what you're told business? Anyway, she's on federal, federal jury duty. So it's going to take up the rest of the week. She has to go there every day and sit through this four-day trial. She got selected from 63 people. Every time I've ever gone, I, I just sit in a room with a bunch of guys bitching and, you know, just complaining, wearing the worst clothes I've ever seen. I was like, you, do you know where you're at? Do you know what this is? 
you know, could you not wear like a, you know, Ocean City 1999, whatever, a T-shirt that's like, I mean, what the? You look like a piece of trash. <laughs> I mean, can you dress up? A, I mean, do you have any clothing that's not like uh, something you'd wear to mow the lawn? And you sit in there, everybody's just like bitching and cynical and just complaining. It's like, shut the hell up. You know, just pack it up your ass, buddy. I don't want to hear your bitching. God, what is the story? I know I complain a lot, but I wouldn't, you know, I'm not like that. I'm not just like everything's just shitty and dark and, you know, oh, God. Oh, yeah, like you have big plans. What are you going to do? What What would you be doing if you weren't here? You know, well, you know, what would you be doing? I, You know, please. Anyway, every time I've ever gone, they just like shit. You know, I get shit canned out of there so fast. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I mean, one time I sat in a room all day. Hours and hours and hours. Nobody ever talked to me. I'm talking about like a like a lawyer or a judge or anything. Nobody ever talked to me. And then they said, all right, you can go home. I'm like, what was the point of this? I don't understand what the, <laughs> you know. So nobody even just talked to me. I don't even think there was a trial. I think they, like, uh, there was a plea bargain or something. And they just, like, was holding a, you know, holding a jury over their head. And then they finally agreed to some plea agreement, and then they just, like, told us to go home. And then the last time I went up there, I mean, they there were so many people. There was, like, tons of people. Everybody bitching and complaining, you know. And we're, I mean, there's so many people. There's, like, out in the hallway, the, like, the room couldn't contain. And they were like, um, anybody whose last name starts between A and uh, A and, I don't know, whatever. A and L, you know, whatever number. I don't know what they said. Um you know, you can go home. I'm like, what the? Anybody's last name starts with letters A through L, you can go home. I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> like, what kind of system is this? So it was like literally like uh, like half hour after I got there. So I had to go up there, park in some parking garage. Didn't know what I was doing. I was kind of stressed out about the whole thing. Had a lot of anxiety about it. I go in there, I go through the metal detectors, they like wand me down, they stick a wand up my ass, and then they um, we go up in that room, and there's a bunch of people bitching wearing Ocean City, Maryland, uh, 19, 2007 shirts. Look like they just got finished mowing the lawn, got baseball caps on, you know. Some of them have flip-flops. They have like uh, stuff that they slept in, something that you would sleep in up there. They're on jury duty. And um, they're like, oh, great. This is going to probably be, it's going to go all day long. You know, why don't you shut the hell up? Like, what do you got? It's going to cut into your family dollar shopping. You know, what do you, what do you, what do you got going on? You know, it's going to, you're not going to be able to watch Judge Judy or something. God, like pack it deep and on a slant. Anyway, and then they're like, all right. Uh, so after, after all that, and their guy's like, all right, you can go. You know, if you're A through L, or whatever, whatever it is. And I'm like, I don't know what the hell, what is what is this exercise? Anyway, I've never actually been chosen to be, sit on any kind of, like, jury. Tony's up there doing the federal crap, man. It's a high level, you know? I don't know. So, anyway, that's where she's at. And, um, oh, man, tomorrow we are going to go to that baseball game. I hope that she doesn't get caught up in something. I hope I don't sequester her. 
um, she was going to go with me. But anyway, um, so anyway, uh, that's what's going on here. Um, I was talking to my dad the other day. They got this situation where there's this lady. Well, they're eight. My mom and dad are 80, right? There's this lady that lives across the street from them. I don't even know if she's as old. She might be younger than them, but she has dementia. She doesn't know, you know, she's in bad shape. And somehow, I mean, she lives over there by herself, this woman. And somehow this has become my parents' responsibility to take care of her. I mean, they're nice people, my parents. And, you know, they like to, you know, they want to take care of people. It feels like they're being taken advantage of because they have two kids, or that woman has two kids who have no, you know, they don't even pay any attention to this lady, their mother, you know. And um, my parents are, like, having to take care of her, you know, make sure her bills are paid, make sure she doesn't burn down the house, you know, and uh, take her to the uh, grocery store, take her to her doctor's appointments, take her to church sometimes, they're always hauling her around. Like, how is this her, their responsibility? And then the daughter, they have a daughter that lives down in uh, Florida. And um, I guess the last time, last, uh, I don't know, last year, that my parents took this lady to their uh, to a doctor's appointment. And the doctor said, she cannot live alone. She, so we're talking to my mom. The doctor was talking to my mom. And she was like, or the doctor was like, she cannot live alone. This is not safe. You know, we this cannot she I mean, she's not capable of taking care of herself. My mom's like, I know, I know. She goes, Does she have kids? What where are her kids? And she told her, There's one in Florida, there's one in uh North Carolina. And she goes, Give me the daughter's number and I'll call her directly. So the doctor actually called down there and talked to the daughter and said, you need to do something. I was, this is not this is not tenable. You know, this cannot continue like this. You know, so the daughter said, all right, I'll come get her and I'll bring her down here. She can live with me. And um, that's the way he goes. Good. That sounds good. So she goes, give me two weeks and I'll, I'll be up there to get her. So she did. She came and she came and got the lady and took her to Florida. And they thought that was that, you know, they said, well, there you go. But um so then my parents went, did their usual snowbird stuff where they went to Florida for the winter. And when, when they got back to West Virginia, the daughter brings the lady back and drops her off at her house and just drives away. So now, so now this lady's back. Like when my parents get back, <laughs> you know what I mean? They, she drops her mother off again. Like, my parents are, have to take care of this lady. I said, this is a bunch of crap, man. You know, my parents are y- not young, you know. And um, they're why is this? I mean, this is unbelievable. This is, like, shocking, you know. So this lady, so they've called this, this woman, the daughter, and she won't return their calls, you know. Like, what in the hell's going on? So, anyway. Um, I said, well, I was talking to my dad about it, and I, I feel like I'm madder about it than they are. You know, they're just like, well, somebody's got to take care of her. I said, yeah, the daughter. And the, I said, where's that son? Where's the son? Oh, he's a, he's an odd, odd character. He's down in North Carolina somewhere. I don't know what his deal is. Uh, he never leaves the house. He's, like, really strange. I said, and um, I said, what's that? What's that all about? She goes, I, He goes, I don't know. I talked to her his mother about it. I said, what's, what's, you know, why is he like that? Why does he not leave the house? 
and um, he doesn't work. He like lives with his cousin or something, and um, and he she she said, oh, he's very self conscious about his nose. <laughs> I said, what the hell? I said, what's going on with his nose? He goes, oh, it's horrible. It's like a horrible situation. It's the that thing looks like a hedge apple. <laughs> I said, what the hell? A hedge apple? He goes, yeah, it's like a, it's like a like a clump of fungus. <laughs> it's like a like a giant mushroom. It's all ruddy. It's got grooves and you know. I was like, what? He goes, I don't know what caused that. I don't know if it was from drinking. I don't know, but it's like a hedge apple. I was like, what the the hell's a hedge apple? <laughs> you know. But every time you talk to him, he, uh, he cracks me up. The way he, the the words he uses, the phrases he uses, uh, the way he describes things killed me. It's hilarious, you know. He's got a nose like a hedge apple, you know, like, like a clump of fungus. <laughs> he goes, that thing should be sliced off. They could build him a better looking one than that, you know. And that's what he said. So I don't know. It irritates me. You know, they got this lady, I mean, that they have to take care of, you know. They have to go over there and make sure she writes out, writes out her bill, you know, pays her bills. She doesn't know what she's doing. She's got dementia. She, she should be in some kind of home or something. And now my mom and dad have to take care of her. And, like, she takes her, the, the doctor tells her she can't live alone, right? And she goes down there and uh, takes her to Florida with her. And, and I guess the, she was supposed to be living down there permanently. And she, as soon as my parents get back to town... She brings her back and drops her off and skedaddles out of town. She doesn't even say anything to my mom and dad. Oh, God. What in the world? What in the hell? It makes me sick. You know, and it has nothing to do with me, really, but it irritates me. God. Um, the other day, uh, I was listen- I was home alone. I, I had the whole house to my help. Whole house to myself. I was getting ready for work. I was cranked up on coffee. You know, I was getting ready, for, getting ready for work, and I'm I'm in here singing this song. There's this song called uh, it's called Naive by this band called the Kooks. Oh, and by the way, um, the reason I was singing this song uh, the day before, I was sitting in a meeting at work, and my my phone just starts playing that, that song. You know, because I was listening to it in my car. I was listening to it on Spotify. This band, this British band called the Kooks, and um. And the thing is, like, uh, has the chorus. I want to make you happy. I want to make you feel alive. Sounds like real upbeat stuff. And then, but the name of it's naive, which, which I kind of like. But anyway, um, so this song was stuck in my head because I was thinking about the, the. It started blaring right in the middle of a meeting, <laughs> in a management meeting, and everybody's like, "Here we go with Jeff again," you know, because I, I, that happened once before. Some baseball game started playing, <laughs> so everybody's like, "What the." I don't know. I mean, I don't. I didn't even do anything this time. I mean, this time it just started playing. I don't know why. Something kicked in, and everybody's like, "Ah, oh, oh, oh. you know." But anyway, so I, I had that song in my head, and uh, and I was walking around the house. I thought I was home alone. I was home alone, and then um, I was like yelling and acting like a lunatic, and uh, you know, just. I, I was like, uh, I went in the bathroom and was like getting ready and stuff. I think I, I think I took a leak with the door standing wide open, you know, which is rare. I can remember thinking while I was doing it, I probably shouldn't do this because people come in and out of this house all the time. Probably should close the door, but I didn't that day. I remember, and I'm uh, living, you know, living on the edge, 
you know, taking a whiz with the door standing wide open. And then, um, you know, I'm screaming and yelling, acting like a complete maniac. I'm cranked up on uh, many cups of coffee, getting ready for work. And then I go into the to the bedroom and I, I make the bed, which is one of those jobs. It's mine for some reason. And that list keeps getting longer, I might add. Not that I'm, uh, you know, not that I'm uh, bitter about it or anything. Like keep like cleaning up the kitchen, for instance. Anyway, I was in there making the bed, and I don't know. I could have been. Who knows what happened? I was, I was screaming and yelling, acting like a complete lunatic, and um, I, who knows? I might have like I might have been farting for all <laughs> for all I know. I don't I don't remember. I don't recall. And um and then I come out and uh, yeah, the younger boy and his girlfriend are there. <laughs> it's like how long have they been here? How long have Cause I didn't hear him come in. It's like, how long? So then I texted, I went downstairs. They were, um, they were in his room and I went downstairs and I texted him and I said, could you come down for a second? I have a question for you. And he didn't respond. So he never came down. So then I just went to work. And then, um, so all, all the rest of the day, I was like, how long were they there? And how much of that insanity that goofiness, that, that, that stupidity, did they actually witness? Did they walk by the bathroom while I was in there, <laughs> while I was in there offloading, with the door standing wide open? Like, oh God! So I was like mildly mortified, you know. Well, actually, more than mildly, I was fairly m- mortified. And then I talked to him the next day. He goes, I don't know. I didn't hear anything. I didn't, we didn't notice anything. I'm like, oh, thank God. I don't know. I don't know what the hell. I thought I was home alone. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta temper my shit here. It's ridiculous in here yelling. Uh, I wanna make you happy, and all that stuff. Anyway, so that that happened. Um, let's see. Oh, another thing I got written down for some reason, and I don't know why. I know these ads that get generated on websites are based on uh, stuff that you've looked at generally, right? Stuff that you've, or sometimes if you even say the words out loud, you know, uh, they start sending you ads. Just like your phone hears you and your computer, I guess. I don't know what happens. Your phone, I think, listens to you. And then it serves you ads that are relevant to you. But I keep seeing these disgusting ads, and I have not done it. I don't, this thing's out of the blue. And I, 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 I have never looked or spoken about this, as far as I can tell, it's disgusting about gross toenail fungus or something. I mean, it is, and there's like a picture, there's like a particular ad that keeps, now that I'm saying it out loud, I'll get more of them, you know, just recording this, saying that, toenail fungus, you know, it'll, it'll be, I'll get even more of them, but it is disgusting. I mean, this thing is horrendous. It's like this this picture of some, I guess it's a guy, I don't know, could be a woman, I don't know. Nasty ass toes. Grotesque. And it feels like every website I go to, there, there it is again. I'm like, oh, why? Like, why am I getting that? I don't, I didn't do any search unless I was talking about somebody, unless I was talking, joking with somebody about somebody's nasty ass toes, which is possible. I mean, that's certainly possible. I don't recall it, but that sounds like something I would definitely do five minutes solid on it. But I don't remember doing that. Now I'm getting served up these ads all the time. Like every website I go to, it feels like there's that guy's toes again. 
Like, who is this guy? He needs to go to a hospital. I mean, that shit is nasty. I'm gonna, I'll share it with you. <laughs> I'll put it at surfreportpod.com because um, I got a screen grab of the thing. I got it sitting on my desktop right now. The thing is gross. I mean, you talk about don't don't look at it. You know, before or after, immediately after eating. You know. Like, how is that an advertisement? How in the hell would you use that as an advertisement? That thing is horrendous. And why am I getting gross toe ads? I mean, why in the world am I being served grotesque toe ads? Ugh. You know, wait till you see this. I mean, you're going to be you're gonna be appalled. All right. And finally, um, I, I saw this. I got this phone call a few minutes ago from some, it said it was a a residential house, you know, somebody's house, a residential uh, uh, whatever, dwelling or whatever. And it was some woman, it it had a woman's name attached to it, and I didn't answer it because I don't know who this person is. It's like in some city, and it's in Pennsylvania, but it's some town I never heard of. I'm not answering that bullshit. And then there was a a voicemail. So it looked like it was a legit call from some lady in some town around here, and then there was a voicemail. So I listened to it, and the thing says, respond now to avoid disconnection. You know, I'm like, what the? It sounded like it was, like, recorded 500 years ago. <laughs> it sounded like it was on a wax cylinder, you know? And it was only, like, a, a section of the, like, that's all you heard. Call now to avoid disconnection. Like, I don't know what the hell that is. So, um, and it's bullshit, and we're, you know, you know, that's a bunch of crap. So I went on, I went online and I put the ladies, I put the telephone number into the Google search. It took me to this website, which I have written down. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't matter. And it took me to this website and it had all this information about this woman. It had, uh, her, her date of birth, where she, her home address, her home telephone number, her cell phone number. It told me uh, what she did as a, what she does for a living. It tells me the names of her relatives. It tells me the names of her neighbors. Like what in the hell? <laughs> I mean, it's got all this information about this woman, and I don't know if I don't know understand what in the world. How did it? How could it be one of these bogus calls if it's associated with this woman? It looks like a like a real person. I don't know. But anyway, uh, there was this guy I went to high school with. Um, we were, I was good friends with him. He kind of disappeared. I saw him at the 10-year reunion. I never saw him again. And that was a long time ago. And um, nobody talks to him. You know, he's just kind of disappeared. I put his name in there, and including his middle initial. Somehow I know his middle initial. I don't know how. how. And, um, and uh, I know the last time I knew where he lived. You know, last time is in Kentucky. I put Kentucky in there. I didn't. I don't know the city. And I did a search, and I found his. I found the. It has his telephone numbers. Has a picture of his house. Like what in the? Is this like some kind of FBI database or something? Is this available to just? You can just go there, and just like look up all this person. It tells you how much the value, the value of their of his house. You know, it shows it has like that like that other lady has neighbors, has information about his neighbors. 
I mean, this is like, I mean, I'm not one of these paranoids. You know, I'm not like one of these uh, people who, you know, scared of people tracking you and the, the government tracking you. That shit is crazy. I mean, that, that feels like, I mean, I understand a lot, like law enforcement probably needs these kind of databases and stuff. This is just, I, I didn't pay anything. I mean, I didn't even have to sign up for anything. I just went to the website, plugged in his, plugged in his name and the state that he, uh, he last lived in that I knew about did a search. All this information came up. <laughs> I mean, that thing's blowing my mind. It's amazing. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you could, I don't know. That that could be used for uh, good, and it could be used for evil, right? And the evil part concerns me. Anyway, I'm not going to call him or anything. If he doesn't want to talk to any of us, that's fine. That's his business, you know? Um, before I go, I have a one. I have a new call that came in over the hotline, and that's another call from Sharon B. She called uh, recently, um... And here it is. Hi, Jeff. Sharon V. from Dallas, PA. I know you like your concerts. I have a great story. About 20 years ago, my husband got free tickets to see Aerosmith, Kid Rock, Run DMC. Montage Mountain, Pennsylvania. Fabulous show. Jaw-dropping. We're leaving the show... My husband, Joe, asked, you want to meet Kid Rock? Hell yeah. He's standing right outside his tour bus talking to some prostitute-looking chick. Went up, shook his hand. All I could say was, you rocked? Next thing I know, three days later, I have a lump on my middle finger. Very concerned. Go to the doctor. Tell him the story. Because at that time, he was with Pam Anderson, and she had the hep C. All the doctor did was laugh in my face out loud and say, if that was so easy to get it, we'd all have it. Anyway, I thought you'd like that story. And I've never stopped seeing Kid Rock since. That was the best freaking show ever. And by the way, I don't work with you. But thanks for all your entertainment. Rock on. Bye. <laughs> uh and and she had the hep C. I like that. That's my favorite part. Yeah. Well, um, that's a good story. I love it. And um, so you don't work. We don't work together. I assumed since you're from Dallas, which is near where I work, and there's a whole bunch of people at my job listening to this for some reason. I don't know. It feels like they should they get enough of me. You know. But anyway. Um. So anyway. Uh. So you went to see Aerosmith. Uh, Kid Rock and Run DMC at Montage Mountain. The only time I've ever gone to a show there is when I saw Steely Dan there many years ago. I've never been. I haven't been to too many shows up there. That's the only show I've been there. Been to at that facility, that venue. Um, sounds good. I guess I don't know. I'm not a big Aerosmith fan. I like some of their. I like their '70s stuff. I hated the '80s stuff. I was listening yesterday. I was driving to work, listening to that classic rewind, and that stupid "Love in an Elevator" came on. I'm like, "Oh my god, what the hell's this? This is like things." Yeah, ah, that's an automatic. Uh, that one. That one causes me to turn the channel. And then they had that 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 song. Dude looks like a lady. Seventies Aerosmith, yes. Eighties Aerosmith, no. Kid Rock, uh, I will admit 
that I listened to that first album when I lived out in California, whatever. I don't know if that was actually his first album, but it's the first album that most of us know about. It had all that ball with the ball, the dang-a-dang-diggy, all that that shit on it. I used to listen to that, and that thing sounded pretty good when I was driving to work, you know, crank that thing up. It had some great lines in it. It was pretty funny. Had some funny ass. It had that like midget rapper on there, Joe C or whatever his name is. Remember that? That thing was fun. That was fun to listen to. And um, I kind of lost track. And then he he started turning into like uh, I don't know Bob Seger or something. I don't know what happened to him. I don't know. I haven't been following his career. But um, I was I will admit that I liked that that first album. That thing was kind of fun. That was, in fact, it was a lot of fun. That thing was packed full of ideas and great lines and uh, all that stuff. And um, Run DMC, can't go wrong there. So that sounds like a good show, and I love your story about it. I'd be afraid to shake his hand too, man. I mean, that guy, you know, that guy, guy gets, you know, he runs wide open. <laughs> you know, and I know Pam Anderson, she had the hep C. <laughs> That's a great story. Uh, he actually went to the doctor. I love that part. So he actually went to the doctor. Because um, you're so concerned about touching uh, Kid Rock's hand, you know. I love it. Great story. Thanks for calling. Uh, thanks for calling, uh, Sharon. I appreciate it. Call back anytime. And um, I need to go to some more shows up there. I don't. They always have that stuff like Peach Fest and stuff. I would never, in a million years, maybe two million, go to something like that. You know, every time they have those, those stupid jam bands up there. And it's like a weekend long thing, and it's like, oh god, I can't even imagine something worse than that. I mean, that that's high on my list of uh, the worst possible way to spend a weekend <laughs> at some jam band uh, festival. And every time they have that thing, there's people up there uh, camping. They allow them to camp up on those uh, ski, you know, the ski slopes that are not being used at the at present time. And people, like, overdose up there, like, pulling cadavers out of those things. They have, like, tents up there with cadavers in them. Like, what the? Like, how is this? Is This is just like, oh, well, it's just the cost of doing business. There's going to be cadavers. Like, wow. Seems kind of bizarre to me. My son went to, the older boy went to a couple of those peach fests. And I didn't care for it, you know. It's like, I don't like this. I don't want you even going up there. (laughs) You know? People wearing jesters, you you know, uh, costumes and juggling and, uh, I don't know, swinging scarves around on a stick and everybody's, like, messed up on something, you know. And these bands up there throwing lettuce. There's, like, throwing heads of lettuce, you know. And every song's 27 minutes. Anyway, when I think of montage, I know they have other things up there, including Aerosmith and Steely Dan. Anyway, um, thanks for the call. You got me. You got me off on a tangent. So, that, 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 you know that's good. So call back anytime, Sharon. I appreciate you listening. Thanks for calling in. I I, I mean it sincerely. And the rest of you, if you also want to call in, I I, I you know you have an open invitation. The number five seven zero two nine zero eight one five one. Again, five seven zero two nine zero. 8151. Give me a call round the clock whenever you feel like it. If you want to have a couple pops, what the? It's my phone. Hopefully, 
hopefully uh, Tony didn't some, send somebody to the clank, and they and they said, "I juror number five, I will get you if it's the last thing I do." <laughs> you know, always worry about that. But anyway, um, call, call me round the clock five seven zero two nine zero eight one five one. If you want two of these episodes a week instead of a measly one. You can do that, too. You can head on over to Patreon.com. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Jeff K. Sign up for a $4 or more monthly donation. $4 will unlock the audio. You'll get an extra episode every week and instant access to all the... I mean, there's got to be hundreds. There's got to be more than 100 of the uh, already recorded episodes. They're all in there. You gain, gain access you just sign up for a $4 donation. It comes out automatically on uh, whatever day you set it up for, and uh, that's the way it works. So it's easy, and you get an extra episode of the podcast every week. And surfreportpod.com is the website, the, the podcast website, so check that out. I'll have that picture of those disgusting toes up there. It's grotesque. I mean, vomitous. Stomach-churning. And this is just popping up right in the middle of my... I'm, I'm like reading baseball news, you know. I'm reading about the latest, uh, you know, you know, uh, talks about, uh, you know, about the trade deadline, you know. And, um, and next thing you know, there's some disgusting-ass toes right there, right in the middle of the page. So I'll, I'll, I'll share that shit with you. You can. You, I want you guys to join me in this uh, disgust. So surfreportpod.com. And the next episode, like I just mentioned, I'm, I might try to do that from the road. I might do that. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. And um, see if uh, I'll put it in the I'll put it in the Dropbox and see if uh, <laughs> see if. Uh, uh, Zip can make something out of it. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I'm, I'm going to have to work off a, off a tablet because my parents don't have Wi-Fi. Ah, so many limitations. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. But anyway, until next time, whenever that is, it won't be that long. It'll it'll be soon. Um, you guys have yourselves a fine, fine day, and I'll see you. Bye. Talking some prostitute looking trick.